Hi, um, welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and today we're going to be uh, talking about vitamin B supplementation in dogs and cats and why it, it is so important. And my patients know me, and I do a lot of uh, acupuncture, aquapuncture, which means injecting uh, substances inside of the um, acupuncture points, and I use vitamin B all the time, especially if we're talking about seniors, super seniors, geriatric pets, um, or pets that are very, very weak, and in general. Not just, um, not just the muscle weakness, but that they seem depressed or they seem like uh, very lethargic. They don't want to do anything. Because vitamin B supplementation is important for multiple processes in your body, including, including your nerves uh, in the brain and peripheral, and also your gut. And believe me, guys, uh, a, a lot of people say that the gut is your biggest immune organ, and I agree with that. Um, the gut is where all the exchange of nutrients happens, you know. Uh, what we eat is being processed and converted and absorbed in the gut. And we live with uh, billions of bacteria inside of our gut. And uh, these bacteria sometimes have our best interests at hand, and sometimes they are very selfish and they just want to do whatever they want to do for themselves. And um, so we have to uh, be cognizant that vitamin B can affect multiple processes, multiple organs. And so that is what is so important. And yes, you're going to say, well, I feed my dog commercial diet. It should have the, according to the um, rules of FDA and AFCO, um, they should have the minimum uh, B12. And that's true. If you do a commercial diet, most of them have to have a certain amount of B12. But is that um, B12 being absorbed fully? The bioavailability of the B12 is important and because B12 is created by bacteria. So basically, um, you know, you, you, it can be easily destroyed. It's water-soluble. So you can err on the side of too much because guess what they can urinate it out they can uh, unlike other vitamins that are fat soluble uh, the b12 is water soluble but um, in cats specifically vitamin uh, b1 so again when we talked about vitamin b there's a range there are multiple types of vitamin b but today I'm going to expound on two of them that I treat and I see for a lot of things here in practice at Orchid Springs. And one of them is thiamine. So thiamine is vitamin B1. And thiamine, it's uh, very important because in certain animals uh, like cats that only eat raw fish, which I have a lot of people that love raw diets, and that's great, but you have to be cognizant that if you're doing a raw diet, and especially if you use a single protein source and nothing else, that you're going to be deficient. You just have to. Nobody's created to eat just one thing, I guess except the, a panda bear who, who only eats uh, you know, bamboo shoots. Uh, but usually... Um, you're going to have a deficiency or be prone to have multiple deficiencies if you only feed raw one uh, single protein. So again, I'm not opposed to raw diets. They have their place. They're actually, you know, 
good for some animals. And so I just want to make sure that if you're feeding just uh, tilapia, which is a very common uh, thing to feed raw, uh, especially if it's cats and you're just on an exclusive tilapia diet, I'm sorry, but your kitty can develop thiamine deficiency. And uh, even the processed foods, I mean, they are processed. They are held in uh, storage for some times. The temperatures in those storage and transport could go very high and alter the composition of those diets if they heat up, if they, you know, are exposed to moisture, anything like that. Um, sulfites inside of those foods uh, or, or in some treats also interfere with the absorption of B1. So I think that the most common symptom that I see is usually in cats that eat just raw or dogs, some dogs that eat just tilapia, and they come in weak or with seizures. So anytime I have a history of seizures, a seizure is just a symptom, my friends. Um, it's just a symptom of something else. So in Western medicine, if you come with seizures, then you just get anti-seizure medication. But really, uh, you have to explore the root of that cause. You know, why are you having seizures? And in every case, I ask, what are you feeding and uh, any supplementation? So as to evaluate if that pet has a vitamin deficiency, especially vitamin B1. So if it's a cat, it will present with the neck in ventral flexion, just like that. It couldn't raise the head up. And also, it might present very wobbly, acting like if it was drunk. And it may present also with uh, seizures or blindness. And that's very sad, you know, to be blind just because you're having a vitamin deficiency. So it's very crucial for us to know that. In dogs, vitamin 1 deficiency, again, only if it was being fed raw fish or a really under... uh, uh, if, um, balanced diet, that's when you would see it. And the same symptoms, I think, uh, the weakness of the muscles, the ataxia, which is the drunken, drunken-looking uh, gait. Um, and the eyes are affected a lot, not only uh, with vision, but maybe even para- they can't move the eyes. So it's kind of very weird. They can't move the eyes. They can't follow your movement. So that indicates that it's a deficiency. The good news is that it's easy to treat. You just supplement with uh, thiamine uh, and change the diet, immediately change the diet. And some of the changes are reversible depending on how long they have been happening, you know. And so it's important that to act the minute you see something, you act. And especially when we're dealing with uh, rescues, because a lot of people are rescuing, that's wonderful they rescue animals, but sometimes they come with those kind of deficiencies. And so it would be a good idea to supplement with a good multivitamin for, for dogs or cats, especially in the transition time where you're getting your new pet, your new rescue. And then the next one that I'm going to talk about is the vitamin B12, which everybody knows about because um, as us humans, uh, B12 is very implicated in the diet uh, or weight loss uh, industry. So a lot of people get injections of B12 to get more energy. So energy and B12 is a, has a good connotation and association. So a lot of people, when I tell them that I'm going to do aquapuncture with B12, they love it. It's like, oh, okay, well, B12 is great. 
I don't believe in the acupuncture, but if you do B12, then I believe in that. And that's okay. Remember, your dog and your cat has zero belief uh, system, uh, so they don't care. Uh, but I do, and I'm definitely putting my 100% um, uh, intention in healing with acupuncture. Um, so the owner, if you believe in it, it's great. It's the cherry on top, but it's not necessary. But I do know people believe in B12. So that's also one of the reasons, main reasons I use it a lot. But um, so there is a lot of cobalamin. So cobalamin is B12. So thiamine is B1. Cobalamin is B12. And uh, there are a lot of patients that have GI issues uh, like chronic vomiting, chronic diarrhea. And I mean, it could be happening for years. Um, they have been diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease um, or they just don't put weight. For example, some German Shepherds is a first breed that comes to my mind that won't gain any weight. And they are very low in uh, pancreatic enzymes. They cannot absorb all of the nutrients on the food. And one of the first nutrients that they get deficient on is cobalamin. They also get deficient in folate or folic acid, but cobalamin is super important. So important that they have developed a test um, where if your dog has a lot of uh, diarrhea or your cat chronic diarrhea, you should always have a diarrhea panel test that includes the levels of folic acid and cobalamin. And these are created by bacteria in the gut. So if you have a very low uh, levels of cobalamin, then you can uh, infer a lot of information. Number one, your gut biome is lacking. It's not the, the appropriate one because it's not producing, it's not helping. Number two, the diet has to be perhaps modified or you have to look up causes of malabsorption. What are the causes of malabsorption? One would be exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means your pancreatic enzymes are your pancreas is not putting out the enzymes. Remember, your pancreas is a super important organ. It produces endocrine and exocrine functions. So endocrine would be your hormones, your insulin, and exocrine would be your amylase, lipase, um, all these uh, proteases, all these uh, enzymes that digest and break down the food. So your pancreas health is super important for absorption, for gaining weight, for looking good, for prevention of vomiting and diarrhea and all those things. The second thing that it would indicate if you have a low cobalamin, I would look for inflammatory bowel disease. So inflammatory bowel disease is your guts are inflamed. If that layer is inflamed, then it's not working properly. And if it's not working properly, then the exchange of nutrients is not happening. And so that might be why the cobalamin is low. So um, definitely we need to find out, first of all, what the levels are if there is a, a dog that comes in with chronic GI issues. But that one is an easy one. You could also come in with seizures and, uh, and you have... Uh, you know, that happened too. So the cobalamin is important for many functions as well. And one of the things that I do also is anybody that has liver problems, I put on, I try to put on B12 or cobalamin because cobalamin here 
for the ones that are looking at the uh, Facebook Live or for the ones that are looking at our uh, YouTube because this will be recorded and put in our YouTube channel. Um, this is a very good one that I use, Cobalaquin. Um, and they are just Cobalaquin. So that's this is a thousand micrograms uh, of a Cobalaquin. And it comes also with folic acid as well. But it's a chewy, it's very delicious, chewy, tastes good very uh, palatable, and it's only one per 100 pounds. So, I mean, it's empirical dosing, really, but um, in a way, because, again, you can't really overdo it. But if you have deficiency, this is really great. If you have a liver problem, this is really great, too, Cobalaquin. So, I use this uh, supplement a lot. It's easy. I mean, and a lot of people say, well, I can get it at Publix, right, or a human one, GNC. You can. I just worry about bioavailability. So these are, when you buy a supplement that is for humans, the pH of the stomach is different than in the pH on the dogs. And the routes of availability, bioavailability are different. Um, so I would definitely do something where there's some research behind it so that you're not wasting your money in buying the pills. Because, I mean, it, it adds up, right? So one of the things is... Uh, you know, for the vitamins, um, that the the vitamin B12, uh, we know that it gives you more energy, right? Uh, appetite. Some dogs need the B12 to increase the appetite. Uh, it this it does boost the cell growth. So again, you're going to have, uh, you know, if you have a, a a pet that is a baby, like a puppy or a cat, B12 is an essential for the growth phase. So it helps uh, the brain to work uh, at optimal stage. And also it, it does help um, the energy because if the proper, if, if it's absorbed in the cell, then it, the cell is working properly. Um, and so then the animal has extra energy. That's how it does. Where does the B12 come from? Well, it's actually in the dirt. As a vegan, I'm personally vegan. Uh, that's one of the deficiencies that I have to be uh, to supplement for, because uh, most people get their B12 from meat. Is it in the meat muscle? No, it's in you know the dirt. I hate to say it, <laughs> but meat is not clean, you know. And again, I don't want to go into um, a vegan thing here, but um, a tangent. But uh, it definitely is from dirt. And so as uh, vegans, we have to watch out for it. Uh, we have to supplement. And in dogs and cats, uh, when you're feeding like beef, raw beef and everything, you should get enough B12. But again, sometimes it's not that you're not giving the enough vitamin, but that the animal is not absorbing it. So it has to be a connection. How much are you giving and is it getting absorbed? Um, and sometimes, again, according to if you have inflammatory bowel disease or pancreatic insufficiency or uh, disruption in the balance of your gut bacteria. Oh, I forgot to say that. That's uh, very important. There's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. And the balance should be, you know, always that not one, maybe the, the good ones is, is in a, a higher number than the bad ones. Otherwise, the bad ones do not produce cobalamin. They actually take it away. And so that could be a problem. 
<coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, you know, people can get it in eggs, cheese, meat, poultry, liver. Those of you that eat liver, that's uh, very high. <coughs> Excuse me. And cobalaquin is necessary in anemia. So dogs that have or cats that have anemia, they need cobalaquin. And again, uh, kidney disease can cause secondary anemia. Liver disease can cause secondary anemia. So if your dog or cat has an organ dysfunction, then supplementation with cobalaquin would be a very good idea. I, I strongly recommend it. And how much to give? Again, it's very, this one, cobalaquin is one per 100 pounds. So, I mean, it covers up to 100 pounds. And if it's more than 100 pounds, then you can do it. But for cats... If you get as little as 250 micrograms, you should be okay. Now, some dogs and cats will not absorb the oral cobalaquin. Um, if I'm doing this and I still see the uh, cobalamin uh, uh, numbers very, very um, low, then I would recommend injectable uh, cobalaquin. Uh, so cyanocobalaquin. Cobalamin, cyanocobalamin is the injectable form, and you can do once a week for six weeks and then switch to oral. And uh, I would do that if the panel came back very, very low or if the dog is a German Shepherd with pancreatic ex uh, insufficiency because I know that the oral route is not going to be as good as we want it. And so, um, again, I don't think that uh, that we can emphasize it enough vitamin b is one of the crucial vitamins that your pet needs and um, it can be used as a diagnostic tool the levels of it as a diagnostic tool how good your pet is doing and so uh, if your pet has any kind of seizure uh, problem that or any kind of diarrhea or gi symptoms i strongly recommend to um, investigate further. Um, is the diet the correct diet for it? Do we have an imbalance of your intestinal biome, your bacteria in the gut? Or, you know, is there something else at play here? An organ dysfunction? Because then we're going to need a little extra. And again, uh, the this thing in the label on the food of the, you know, the dog food, it's, uh, it's when the food was uh, made, you know, again, we don't know how fresh they are sometimes. So, and uh, the degradation of some of those nutrients over time and after being so processed. So we have to take that into consideration. And when you see me doing acupuncture on your dog and doing B12, know that I'm actually doing a double whammy. Uh, the acupuncture point is being stimulated. Uh, oftentimes, they're very near peripheral nerves or nerve endings. And so B12 is wonderful for the nerve uh, cells. And so I'm actually doing a favor. I'm, I'm sending love to the nerves. <laughs> so um, and we see really good results with acupuncture using B12. And in some occasions, we do a straight B12 complex or um, the complex will include thiamine and all the other B12s in it or just strictly B12. So um, I hope that this was informative. I, I hope that you guys know that, um, you know, we're here for you for any questions about nutrition, about any concerns about your uh, illnesses in dogs that we look a little bit further to the root and that we consider 
vitamin supplementations and, and nutrition an important part of your dog's health and your cat's health. And um, so hopefully you know a little bit more today. Thank you so much for listening. And please uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Send me some love. Share it. If you love it, if you learned something, share it with your friend. Okay. Uh, we uh, So we caught it for the... <laughs> For the podcast, and now we're taking it, the questions. Sure. B12 can be used at any stage. That was great, uh, Ms. Mundo. And thank you for being so kind and rescuing pets from Costa Rica. Um, and that's what I mentioned, the, the, the rescues uh, in one of the conversations, because these rescues are a very um, fragile. And the biome, the stress affects your gut biome. When you're in a stress condition, and especially if it lasts longer, you're losing your stress is, is fighting against your body. And you're losing the good bacteria. The good bacteria can be lost like this with stress. So stress colitis, diarrhea due to stress, it's is signaling that we have an imbalance in the gut bacteria. So what I need you to do is to immediately, when you rescue those dogs, start with cobalaquin. And you can get, these are very cheap. I mean, even the the human uh, the human ones will work, but the cobaloquine, uh, you know, for dogs will probably be better. But it's cheap; it's an easy thing to do, um, and so you can just start the supplementation immediately. So again, renal disease, a liver disease, any seizures, and any diarrhea or GI upset. So I mean, it covers a lot of conditions, and it's simple; it's water soluble, and you cannot overdo it. <laughs> yes, hi, Miss McGinnis. Um, yes, absolutely. And so, especially with the, with uh, Charlie, Charlie is a renal disease patient. We are doing pretty good keeping up with this situation. But uh, it would be interesting to know his level of uh, of uh, uh, cobalamin because uh, it is a simple thing to do to add. And even though you are a wonderful uh, owner and you do a lot of... Um, you know, a live food, you cook for them, you add to their diets. It's really important to know the levels because it's going to give us a, a snapshot on what's happening in the biome. And uh, I think it will be beneficial for both Ella and Charlie, but specifically for Charlie. I don't know that question. I'm sorry, Tammy. Uh, you can always uh, retype your question. I don't know what that means. No <laughs> sorry. Uh, but you can always... you ha hey. Tommy Steele is one of the persons that helped me uh, fund my We Love Pet Fund. So she's very special to me, a friend and a client for over 20 years, a friend. So, Tommy, you you can get me other ways. So I'll answer your question <laughs> later. Okay, well, thank you so much for staying with me. I'm trying to do this once a week, and I know that I've done 3 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and in the morning. But I feel that the morning is best. Um Send me uh, a message. Let me know when do you think I should do this. Uh, I mean, Thursdays is the only day that I really can do it. Um, so if you can tell me what time would be best for you guys, uh, let me know and I'll take it into consideration. Uh, the good news is we're going to record all of this and put it in our uh, YouTube channel. So then um, if you miss it, you can still see it. And I think in Facebook you can see it again anyways, right? But it's a good... Um, way of uh, exchanging information and actually I'm recording for the podcast so <laughs> it's a double whammy and remember that 
from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alphet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.